definitely will get you to a place where you are not joyful because sickness takes into captivity the whole family. It's not only the one who is sick, but everybody in the home pays the price for it. And not only that, it steals from, your, from you your money. You give the money to the doctor. So everybody suffers. Sickness is not a good thing. Everything that's bad in the earth today is from Satan. Because Satan is a bad devil. <laughs> and God is a good God. Amen. God is good. Can I hear you? All the time. God is good. Keep saying all the time, okay? God is good. God is good. Satan is bad. Satan is bad. He doesn't know how to do anything good. Amen. He's bad. The devil is a bad devil. And nothing good comes from him. Sickness is bad. It can't be from God. We know where he's from. Sickness is from the devil. And God made it clear to us that sickness is from the devil. Acts chapter 10 verse 38 makes it very clear. It says, how God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. Why? Who went about doing good, healing all who were oppressed by the devil. For God was with him. God was with Christ to heal everyone who was oppressed of the devil. Sickness is an oppression from Satan. We have to understand this. You were first spiritual before you were natural. You are a spirit being. You just live in a body. Sickness is first spiritual before it is natural. Otherwise it would be impossible for Jesus to die for our sickness. By his stripes we were healed. If sickness is not spiritual, why would Jesus die to heal us? Sickness is first spiritual before it's natural. You were first spiritual in the mind of God before you became a natural being. So everything is in the spirit world. And when the spirit world takes control, it changes the natural world. When God speaks, things happen in the natural world. When God speaks, things change in the natural world. God speaks, his words is spirit and life, but the word that is spirit and life changes things that you can touch and feel and hear. That's the God that we serve. So sickness is of the devil. Sickness is an oppression from Satan. God does not do anything that's bad. Sickness is bad. If you are sick, God didn't curse it. God can take it off, but God didn't put it on you. It was Satan who is the murderer that is trying to murder you and to take your life before your time. But God didn't design it that way for you. His will is that you may have life and have it more abundantly. He satisfies you with long life. That's the scriptures. And God doesn't have to apologize to any sickness, cancer, or whatever it is. 
He can keep you alive forever. Amen. So sickness is really from the devil. But let me tell you this. I notice that people are more afraid of sickness than they are afraid of healing. Let me put it. When I say afraid of healing, it's basically they're thinking, I don't know if God will heal me. There's doubt. They, maybe I put it this way. They believe more in sickness than they believe in healing. Some people are more afraid of the devil than they are afraid of God. Oh, something moved in their home. And they said, what was that? Did you see that? It just moved. Go call the preacher to help. Something moved. I can do better than that. I'll show the devil how to move stuff. I'll just take it with my hand and move it. Satan, can you see? I can do that as well. I'm good at moving stuff. I don't have to be afraid of him. He's just the devil. He has no power. But some people are afraid of him. More than they are afraid of God. People say that Satan is more faithful in getting people sick than God is faithful getting people healed. Satan is more dedicated in uh, making you suffer than God is dedicated to make you feel well in life. That's not true. That's not true. Satan cannot be more powerful than God. He is a bad devil. Yes, he does bad things, but God is a good God. He does good things. He can swallow up the bad stuff that Satan does so that it's as if it doesn't exist. That's the God that we serve. We don't have to be afraid of Satan. Jesus, Satan is, uh, is doing his work. Sickness is a work of Satan. The Bible tells us that. Sickness is an oppression from Satan. But Jesus is also working. God is also working. In John chapter 9 verse 4, Jesus made it very clear. I must work the works of him who sent me. While it is day, the night comes when no one can work. What was Jesus talking about? Jesus was talking about healing the blind man, the man who was born blind. God's still working. And Jesus is still working. He said, I only do, I only do what I see my father doing. So Jesus was doing and healing everybody. And he knew there was just one time he could do it and he was ready to work. Satan is working and God is working. Satan is working to make people sick and God is also working to make people well. It depends on who you believe. As a believer, if you believe in God, you cannot be sick. Sickness cannot do anything. You'll be tempted by sickness, but sickness cannot take you out. The Bible tells us in 1 John chapter 3, verse 8, it says, He who, he who sins is of the devil, for the devil has sinned from the beginning. For this purpose, the Son of God was manifested. Because of what Satan is doing in the world, God brought down his son. The son of God was manifested that he might destroy the works of the devil. Sickness is the work of the devil. Jesus came to the world to destroy the works of Satan. And Satan cannot work better than God. Amen? 
Satan cannot be more dedicated in what he does to make people sick than God is dedicated in making you well. That's why I believe you can be healed this morning. Amen? God's going to heal you. I don't come feeling, oh, we have a healing service. God, you better be with me otherwise, you know. No, he's here. I don't have to prove anything. He's here. He'll heal you. Because of the preacher, no. He's just being himself. He's working. <laughs> he's working. He heal you. Has nothing to do with me. He's going to heal you. Because he loves to heal. Jesus loves to heal people. He just, we can't believe him. That's the problem. He loves to heal. He spent hours Touching every single individual. That was God. Could he heal every one of them at the same time? Yes. But he was spending time with everyone to let them know you are important to my father. And I'm going to lay my hands and spend time with you and make sure you're well. He loves to heal. Jesus spent more time healing people than he spent preaching. Read the scriptures. You know how long it would take to lay hands on one, every individual in a multitude? That's a lot of time. That's how much God hates sickness. He hates it. That's what gave me confidence that all I have to do is preach the word and God's going to heal them. And he'll heal you this morning. If you're sick, you're going to be healed. We've seen that here before. We've seen issue of blood healed here. We've seen liver problems here. We've seen all kinds of healing. And God's going to do He's the same. Yesterday, today, and forever. If you're sick, get ready to get well. But if you want to keep your sickness, that's your problem. But he's going to heal you this morning. How? I don't know. You may feel or you may not feel anything. But you need to tell the devil, I'm going to get it today. It's over. You've been tormenting me and oppressing me all the time. Today is my day. My people say every day is for the thief. One day is for the owner. (laughs) Meaning when you're caught, it's over. Today, God's going to heal you. Amen? God's going to heal you. Jesus was born, and I'm going to say this to you, even if Jesus didn't perform a single miracle, his death on the cross would have still resulted in our salvation. How many believe that? Even if he didn't perform a single miracle, John the Baptist didn't perform a single miracle. Are we still talking about him? Yeah. Even if he didn't perform a single miracle, if he, and he died on the cross, his death will still be for our salvation. And his trust will still be for our healing. Jesus' body was given to us, God in human flesh, So that he can go to the cross and pay the price for our sins. And receive the weeping for our healing. But he was anointed to heal. Did you notice that Jesus never healed anybody until he was 30 years old? And he never healed until he was anointed of the Holy Spirit? He was the son of God. All along. If he had done no miracle and had gone to the cross, he stood before my salvation. 
because he was the son of God. All he would have done, preach and let us know he is the son of God and go to the cross and die and that will be for our salvation. But the Bible tells us in, John, in Acts chapter 10, he was anointed. How Jesus of Nazareth was anointed with power, with the Holy Ghost and with power. Why? To heal the sick. Now, he's no longer here in person. And his death on the cross has made my body and your body ready for the anointing. Amen? So now, I take his place on the earth. His death made my life ready for his Holy Spirit to anoint me and to anoint you. And so I take his place. And so I'm very confident because he's in me and he's healing now through me and he's in you and he's healing through you. Once you have received the Holy Spirit, you are called to heal. That's why he says, this sign shall follow them that believe. You know that scripture? This signs follow those who believe. They lay hands on the sick and they will recover. We shouldn't be rejoicing, ah, that, Christ, that preacher, he laid his hands on them and they will heal. You can do that too. Amen. When I hold crusades and we have a bunch of people, I don't lay hands on them after I've made them to receive Christ. I can't lay hands on them. Too many people. I tell them to lay their hands on themselves. And as they lay their hands on themselves, guess what? God healed them because they are believers. Amen. He's that easy. Don't make it too complicated. You don't have anything to do with it. He has everything to do with it. That's why God's going to heal you this morning. God's going to heal you. He's on your side. If there's anything that's telling you God's not going to heal you, where did you get that from? The devil's been lying to you. He wants to heal you today. He wants to heal. Amen? Jesus found a scripture here about himself because he was anointed to heal. Isaiah 61 verse 1, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. So he was anointed to preach. But he didn't stop there. The next thing is, he sent me to what? To heal. And there was never a time in Christianity that Jesus sent anybody out without instructing them to heal. He's never done. They go hand in hand. When God anoints you, then he sends you out to heal. And you've come to church today, and guess what? To meet with Jesus, and guess what he's going to do? He'll heal you. I don't care what the doctors say. They don't have the last word. Let God be true and every man a liar. God has the last word. His word cannot return to him void. God said he'll heal you. It is his will to heal you and he'll heal you. He found that place to heal the brokenhearted. Some of us are carrying emotional pains from our past. He's hindered you in every way. He's taught, that thing has handled your finances, made things difficult for you. Your marriage is suffering. In whatever area, you are broken hearted. Maybe something happened in the home. That was Satan's job. But Jesus was anointed to heal you. And he came to heal you. And you can be healed emotionally today. I mean, God can heal you instantly. You don't have to be depressed. I'm telling you the truth. You don't have to be depressed. I'm telling you now... You have, if you have been suffering through depression, 
come down here today and hands will be laid on you because that's what Jesus said. They shall lay hands on the sick and the sick will recover. When I lay my hands, all those who are praying, our prayer partners, lay their hands, we are obeying Jesus. And when you obey Jesus, Jesus does what he promised. God will always keep his promise. God's not a liar. All I have to do is lay my hands. I don't have to feel anything. No, we don't do that. Just put your hand on, lay your hand on it, and God's going to heal. Don't, make, don't put all the drama so people think you got something. I don't want to do that. Just lay your hands, let him do the healing. Don't make it too complicated. We make things too complicated, and God cannot find his way. He says, I was in the shower, then God did this. So you want everybody to go to the shower so they can get their miracle? That's crazy. So we find one way that works and we tell everybody they have to line up and do that. God doesn't have to do that. He can heal you. You lay your hands on yourself. Amen? How many of you are ready to get healed today? God's going to heal. Don't matter how long it's been in your life. Don't matter what the doctor says. I've had people healed, been sick for 25 years. And that was it like that. In a second, and most of the time, the preacher didn't know what was going on. Hello? Because God was doing it by himself. It doesn't bother me. He's my father. I'm working with him. Amen. So he healed the brokenhearted. He says he wants to proclaim liberty to the captives. You can be free today from whatever, any addiction... Let them lay their hands on you. Jesus said, without me, you can do nothing. But when your hands are laid on you, and you are feeling like a captive, you can be free today. Amen? So get ready to be free. How many want to be free today? The devil is bad all the time. And God is good. The devil is bad. And light shines in darkness. And the darkness cannot comprehend it. The light shines in darkness. The darkness cannot handle it. Satan can be as bad as he wants to be. But when the light shines, he's got nowhere to hide. He will t- run away like cockroaches. In the, when you turn the lights off, you know, he's gone. Amen. So God can take you out of the prison today because his enemy has put you in prison. Everything that Satan does, God hates. Because it's Satan that's doing it. Satan can never tell the truth. Anything that Satan does is hated by God. And sickness is one of them. And Jesus came to give us provision for that. Now, you need to know God's will about your condition. That's very important. I want to take another direction a little bit. But need to know what God's will is for your condition. Many people know that God can heal them. That's not a problem. The problem is, will God heal me today? It's never an issue whether God can heal. How many people think in those days when God was very powerful, he used to heal them, but today he's he's the ancient of days and he's not able to do that now. It's nothing like that. He is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is the same. We all know God can. We all know if you believe in God, there's nothing that's impossible with Him. The question is always whether or not He's able to do this for me in my condition. 
And so that's what I want to address today before we pray. I want to address the fact from the scriptures that it's not God's fault. He's already been willing. You need to change the way you think about yourself and about your situation because God doesn't care about the things you've done. He's put that on His Son. And He wants to heal you so that you are happy and His Son gets the glory. Which is the very first reason He sent His Son into, into our world. That's the reason He sent Him. You know, there was a blind man, I mean, a, a leper that came to Jesus. We all go through the same thing. Mark chapter 1, verse 40 and 41. He says, Now a leper came to him, imploring him, kneeling down to him, and saying to him, If you are willing, you can make me clean. If you are willing, you can make me clean. As long as you still have that doubt in your heart whether God is willing, you never get your healing. This man knew. He says, I know you can make me well. I know you can, but I don't know if you want to. And Jesus corrected that. He said, I want to. I'm willing. He reached out and touched him. And God is not a respecter of persons. If he's done it for one person and you meet the same condition, he'll let you have it the same. This man had faith, but his faith was not complete because he wasn't sure if Jesus was willing to heal him. Why? Because he was a leper and he was out in the open, mingling with people. He wasn't supposed to do that. But the Jews, they know their rights. The Jews, when they believed that Jesus was the Messiah, they got healed. They went to him, they received their healing. In fact, there were certain times when they told him, Lord, you got to do this. Because this Gentile, centurion, he's built a synagogue for us. He's a worthy guy, you need to go heal him. They knew their rights. They were telling him because he was their Messiah. And Jesus said, healing is the children's bread. They knew it was for them. It was clear to them. And they knew that Gentiles were out. But now, after the death of Jesus, anyone can be healed. It's your right to be healed. If you want to. So Jesus corrected that with that man. And he wants to correct that today. Because until you know that God will heal in your case, your faith is not perfect. And faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So, believe me, God wants to heal you. Healing is the children's bread. Let me share with you from the scriptures that God wants to heal you. In Isaiah 53, verse 4 and 5, he says, Surely, that Jesus, has borne our grief. That word is coli in uh, uh, the... Uh, Greek, that word is coli, and it means sickness. The hour there, that's you. Surely he has borne our sickness. That's what it says. If you read a literal translation in scripture of this particular scripture, that's what it reads. That's how it reads. Surely he bore our sickness. And our there, that's you. He bore your sickness. And carried our sorrows. That means pain. That's my cup. It means pain. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgression. That's for your sin. He was bruised for our iniquities. That's for our sin. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. We need peace. 
We need rest. My finances need to be healed. My children need to be doing okay. Jesus was, comp- I mean, he was making everything so good for us. And then he added, and with his stripes, we are healed. And this is the atoning work of Jesus Christ when he came to die. In other words, God is saying, this is what Jesus came to the world to do for us. That's what he came to do for us. Will God heal all? That's always a question. And people say, well, Jesus healed everybody, but in our day, uh, Jesus doesn't, we don't see everybody healed. You know why? They didn't go to him. Everyone who went to Jesus for healing received healing. You show me one person in scripture that went to Jesus to be healed and he went back sick. You show me. There's nothing like that. But Jesus never went to the hospitals. Jesus didn't go to where they kept the lepers. The lepers came to him. Did he know where they were? He knew, but he didn't go there. Until you come, you get nothing. Ask, and it shall be given to you. Seek, and you shall find. Knock, the door will be opened. Until you ask, you don't receive. Many times Jesus said, he will say to them, what do you want me to do for you? You say it, you ask, then it's a spiritual principle. But you cannot ask and not receive. Jesus said, you earthly fathers, you know how to do good stuff to your children. How much more? Your heavenly father. In Matthew 8, verse 16 and 17, it says, When evening had come, they brought to him many who were demon-possessed, and he cast out the spirits with a word, and healed, how many of them? All who were sick. If you were in that crowd, they matter what you had, they matter what the doctors have said, they matter how long it's been in your body. If you were in that crowd, you'll be healed. He healed all of them. And so, wow, I will, God, I wish I was born at that time. <laughs> and I was in the same crowd. God, you are in a better time than that time. Because Jesus said, it's better for you if I go away. It's better. He it says it's better if you believe without seeing. We are in a better time. All you have, it comes so easy if you believe. So easy. And you are believing this morning, amen? Let me hear you say, I'm a believer. I'm going to be healed. You know what? Many of you are getting healed where you are right now. Check yourself. Check yourself. Do what you couldn't do before. Because it, didn't have, it has nothing to do with me. He has some to do with me because Jesus said, He'll use me. But He's with you right there sitting right where you are. And He's healing you right now. Your heart condition is being healed right now. Go to your doctor and say, try it again. Check. Let's go through this again. And when the doctor is walking, the doctor is walking around fidgeting, you already know what his problem is. He can't tell what's going on. The thing is gone. That's the testimony we heard of the lady with that tumor is gone. The doctor says, maybe the scanner was really bad the last time you did this. We know that they've been checking that thing since, since 2004 or so. God's going to heal. He healed all who were sick. Why? That it might be fulfilled, which was spoken by Isaiah the prophet, saying he himself, Jesus himself, took our infirmities, and bore our sicknesses. 
Why are you still willing to bear it when Jesus is already taking it? Why are you not fighting it and saying, no, this is illegal? You can't put two of us in prison for the same crime. Amen? I mean, he's one person that did it. Jesus is already taking it for me. That's what he's saying. He's fulfilling that today. How many people know that there are still sick people in the world? And this scripture is still being fulfilled. Jesus is still healing everyone because he's taking their infirmities upon himself. He's still doing that today. Jesus in Matthew chapter 4, he says, Jesus went about all Galilee teaching in synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing all kinds of sickness and all kinds of disease among the people. Jesus did that. Jesus did that. He went, he healed all kinds. So if your kind of disease is there, it's going to heal your kind. Amen? And Jesus is the same yesterday, today, and forever. I'm going to close with this scripture before we uh, pray. You know how pastors say, finally, this is the last time, and then he comes back again and says, finally. And you can never predict what pastor finally means. <laughs> but I'm hoping that this finally is really finally. <coughs> I don't preach a message on healing without going to this. I, I enjoy it. So you bear with me, okay? In Matthew chapter 14, in verse 34, it says, When they had crossed over, they came to the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent out into all, all that region. They brought to him all who were sick. And begged him that they might only touch the hem of his garment. And as many as touched it were made perfectly well. Start again. When they had crossed over, they came into the land of Gennesaret. And when the men of that place recognized him, they sent out into all that, all that surrounding region. They brought to him all who were sick. And then they begged him. You know how I, saw, I see that scripture? These guys were minding their business. And all of a sudden they saw a crowd of people coming. And as they looked, one of the individuals said, Hey, that guy in the middle looks like uh, Jesus of Nazareth. Say, You're kidding. He won't be coming here. Say, He looks like him. You see the crowd? That's me. Gospel according to good luck. Okay? <laughs> and when he said, Yeah, he looks like him. And they waited and they got close. They said, uh, Jesus? See, that's Jesus. Wow, Jesus. Wow, wonderful. Uh, can you wait a, a, a little bit? We have a lot of sick people in all this region. We want to go gather them for you. They didn't stay in their city alone. They went all over the place to pick up the sick people everywhere to bring to Jesus. And guess what Jesus did? He stopped his journey. He was going somewhere. He stopped and sat down waiting for them to bring the sick. Do you see how much he lost us? He waited. 
I don't know how long he took these people going from door to door in the whole region. Not just the city, the whole region, they were gathering sick people. And they go to the door. Hey! Say, what? Who are you? Ah, Jesus is in town. We want your sick. You have any sick person there? I say, yeah, but he's very weak. If you move him, he'll die. Ah, Jesus is here. If he dies, let him die. We're taking him and down to him. We're carrying him. And before you talk, they rush into the home. They get that sick person and they, they're going to bring him to Jesus. And Jesus was waiting for them to come back. Does it make sense to you? He was waiting for them. He's the one that does the healing. They bring them to him. He's waiting for them. And they went all over. And then when they got back, they, oh my God, they said, oh, we've got too many people. How are we going to do this? He will have to stay here for a week for him to lay his hands on all of these people and pray for Hey, what are we going to do now? What are we going to do? So they went to him. Uh, Jesus, uh, you see, can you just please sit down? Um, we've decided that uh, the way they should be healed, let them touch your clothes. Okay, we'll get them in a line and, and we'll let them touch your clothes and we believe they'll be healed. And Jesus said, that's okay. We do that. They are telling Jesus how they want to get healed. Can you believe that? They are telling him how they want it. They begged him, please. You read it in the scripture. They begged him that, oh, we just want them to touch your clothes. And we believe. And Jesus said, okay, whatever you guys want. And he sat down. And I'm sure all of them didn't rush at him. That only happens in America. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> They have to be in the line. And everyone has to touch. And I can imagine if I was really sick or blind. And I'm standing in the line. And, and, and all of a sudden, I hear the guy that, that's way down there. He said, I can see, I can see. And he's running all over the place. And then the other guy is kicking. Oh, I'm healed. I can walk. And, and the blind man says, how many people are ahead of me? Count them. It says, uh, you've got 50 people. Oh, my. 50? Boy, that's going to be a long time. He can't wait to get well. He's, he's moving around. He says, hey. And he's count again. How many people are ahead right now? It's been about five minutes. I guess the number should have reduced now. The guy says, 45. He says, 45? What's the, what's the matter with them? Can they, is it not just to touch his clothes? Uh, how hard is that? Move the line. Come on. Come on, move. I've got to get my healing. Why are you stopping me? Move the line. One of them is saying, hey, hey, my hand is healed. I can touch it. Pull it, pull it. He's fine now. And they'll say, you see, uh, I can see. Uh, can I touch your nose? But there was so much excitement. When we read, we just read scriptures and we don't see what's going on. God opened my eyes to see what was happening there. There was so much joy in that place because every one of them that touched got healed. We don't stand in disadvantage because we were not there. Jesus has commissioned us to heal the sick and he wants to heal today. And God's going to heal you today. Amen?
Thank you for bearing with me. <laughs> um, we're going to start praying. We're going to start praying. But remember this. Jesus says, ask and it shall be given to you. Seek and you shall find. Knock, the door, the door will be open to you. And then he added, everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who asks, receives. Everyone who asks, receives. You are everyone. And God doesn't have favorites. Everyone is important to him. God is based on his word. I have confidence that he will do what he promised to do today. Amen? He will do exactly what he promised to do. <coughs> but before we pray, I'm going to say this. When I'm out uh, uh, pre- uh, preaching in crusade, I always ask them this question. If you are sick, really sick, you spend your time most of, it, most of your time at home. <laughs> if you love to go to drink or whatever you do that is sinful, you're too weak to do that. You can't even eat. Talk more of being angry with somebody and yelling and fighting. You are at home because you're sick. And I ask the people, so you want God to heal you so you got now have strength to go back out and start screaming at people and fighting them? God will give you strength to go and see him? No. If you want to be healed, first thing you need to do is give your life over to him. You got to do that. You have to do that. You have to give your life over to him. God's not going to strengthen you to wrong him. And if you've given your life to Christ, and you are no longer following him closely, possibly the reason why this has come upon you is because you have left him. He didn't put it on you, but you gave Satan the advantage. He found the room to inflict you with, to oppress you with this sickness. But God can take that away from you today if you will first dedicate yourself to God. Now, you can't live the Christian life by yourself. Jesus said, without him, you can do nothing. But if you give him your life, he'll take your life, he'll be the driver, and he'll drive you to the right place. He'll take care of you. But you have to do that willingly. You have to do that willingly. So, today, I'm going to be really bold. If you know you've given your life to Christ before, and everything is not well with, between you and God, you go to church, but things are not right with you, or you haven't really given everything to God, why not for once be a child? Jesus said, unless you become, uh, be converted and become like a child, if you are still concerned about people, children don't concern themselves about people. Why don't you be a, be a child for once and let God see the honesty in your heart and say, God, I need you. Would you do that right now? Put your hand up. Put your hand up. Yes. Thank you. God, I need you. God, I need you. I'm so glad you did that because he saw that. Secondly, tell him in your heart, God, I want you to give me the power to serve you. I mean it from your heart. Because nobody can make you do what you don't want to do. But once you tell God, I'm willing, please help me. He'll never fail you. He's done that for me. 
He never failed you. What I need you to do when you leave this day, as you're leaving, our ushers will be back there. Fill that connection card and check, check what you've done. That's a statement to God. I mean business. Your con- the connection card is right here. There's a part that says, my decision today. Put it down. Let somebody read. That's your confession to God. I mean business with God. And God will say, see that. And I believe when you go home tonight, the Holy Spirit will start speaking to you. That God will start speaking to you. Thank you and thank God that He gave you the grace to put your hand up. But let me have that. Tell me what you did. Amen. Let's pray the sinner's prayer together. It's very important. And after we've done that, I will start praying for the sick. And you will be healed. I just know that. Amen. Pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending Jesus, your Son, into the world. Lord, with all my heart, I believe that Jesus Christ, your Son, is the Son of the living God. My sin bearer, Jesus I invite you into my heart. Please help me to be obedient in everything to your Father, my Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, Amen. Amen. If you said that prayer today, I want to let you know right now, your name has been written in the book of life. And that's the truth. That's the truth. God forbid, if you die today, you, will open your, you close your eyes on this side of heaven and you open your eyes at the Father's presence right there in heaven. Not because of anything that you've done, but because He did all for you. Now, all I have to do is learn how to be a family member in the house of God. And that's what the church does to teach you how to be a family member. How to serve your God. Because God says you shall serve the Lord your God. And he will bless your water. Your bread. And he will take sickness away from the midst of you. There will be no barrenness. No miscarriage. And the number of your days he will fulfill. That's what he says. So we're going to start praying now. And uh, if you feel like leaving. That's okay. But I want you to stay. So you can see what Jesus does. Amen. Amen. Last time we did this, we had people, uh, young people see what God's doing. Uh, He's God that does it. So I have nothing to prove. And that's not an excuse. Because I know he's going to heal. Amen. I'm very familiar that majority of people, they said majority of people here in this country suffer from back problems. If you're having a back problem, you suffer pain in your back. Would you please stand up? Good. Can we clear, maybe clear this seat here in the front row? And uh, I'm going to ask you all to come, back, come this way if you suffer from back problem. Ushers, please help. Thank you, Jesus. 
But I need to know, first of all, if the back problem is, is, is still hurting you right now. So when it's gone, you know. We need to do that. If it's hurting you, uh, that doesn't mean God will heal you. I just want to know you're healed. Amen. So it will never come back. Amen. Um, can you take a seat, every one of you, please? Take a seat. Clear up the front part. Clear up the front part. The front row seats, please. And let them sit down. Take a seat if you don't mind, please. (coughs) Okay. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Uh, Move all the way to the back. And uh, put your leg out. Can you help me? Put your leg out. Let me see what's going on. This one is a little bit. Come from the back. This one is a little. Can you tell? Hmm? This, this is. Can you tell? There's a difference. Can you see it from there? Okay. I command you, leg in Jesus' name. Come out. Come out. Out in Jesus' name. Out in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, out. I command you, bones, I command you, align properly at the back right now in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, out in the name of Jesus. 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 Bone ligaments. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, in the name of Jesus, out, out in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Is it now? Almost just a little bit. Just a little bit. Just a little bit. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Put your hand. You feel relief from your back? Yes. You feel the relief? Yes. Thank you, Lord Jesus. 